Good morning, Bendigo Baptist Church. Great to share with you this morning. Uh, I'm disappointed I can't be with you in person, but it's still a privilege to share with you today. As we think about uh, God's gracious invitation to join Him in mission uh, locally and across the world. I was looking forward to being with you. Uh, i got a great mate of mine who was uh, born in Ballarat and who was looking to move back to Ballarat. And uh, I love to say to him, I've been to Bendigo. And Bendigo is such a, a much better place to travel than Ballarat. I was going to send him some photos this week end, but uh, I won't be able to do that. But great to share with you as we, uh, as we come around in God's Word today. Uh, I'm Scott Pilgrim, the Executive Director of Global Interaction, and it's a privilege to be with you. And thank you for your partnership. Uh, thank you for your partnership over a number of years, and particularly now as we look to uh, Katrina uh, joining us and uh, working in Southeast Asia. Can I encourage you to be praying for her, uh, standing with her, coming alongside her in her journey as she seeks to share the hope of Jesus by word and deed with uh, people in Southeast Asia. When we think about God's gracious invitation to mission, let me share a story about Sally. Uh, Sally is a, a passionate uh, young woman, a humble, beautiful woman from Western Australia. She went on a short-term mission trip to Africa and worked among the Yao, uh, one of the least-reached people group in the world. She had a, a, a kind of a sense of God's call to go back, and she's now there serving with us, our mission community, in her second term. Uh, Sally shared a story with me recently, which I think captures the heartbeat of, of what it means to live uh, in in community, seeking to bring the hope of Jesus to people around us, seeking to live as a good neighbour, uh, whether that's in Bendigo or on the other side of the world. Uh, Sally shares the story of uh, befriending an older woman from a Muslim background. And uh, this woman uh, develops a friendship with Sally. They build up a trust. They build a relationship. And uh, barriers are being broken down. Barriers being broken down to the gospel in this woman's life, in her family's life. Uh, she comes to Sally with the news that her cousin is uh, having a baby due the next day. Sally respectfully but boldly asks, can she pray for the cousin in Jesus' name? She prays for the cousin. The, the woman comes back the next day, uh, kind of skipping into the house full of excitement, and she wants to share with Sally the news. Her cousin has had a baby, in fact has had twins, uh, two babies born, and she's full of excitement and joy. As Sally has befriended that family, as trust has been built up, as barriers have been broken down, Sally is invited to, to the cousin's house a few days later to, to meet the, the babies, to, to be with the family. And while Sally is there, the older woman, the older Muslim woman says, I would like to pray to give thanks for the birth of these two babies. And in a house surrounded by men and women, including two of the local chiefs, this woman prays and gives thanks to God in Jesus' name for the birth of these two babies. The two chiefs stand on as a woman prays, as a woman prays in Jesus' name, and the two chiefs then come to Sally afterwards and say, we would like to find out more about this one, Jesus. What on earth? Is God doing? God is at work around our world, even in the midst of a pandemic, 
in Mozambique and Malawi, uh, where the Yao live, where Sally ministers, we see God at work. We see barriers being broken down. We see a greater openness to the gospel than we've seen in many years. And what is true in Sally's story is true for you and I. And it's a theme I'd like us to consider this morning. What does it mean for you and I to embrace God's gracious invitation to mission? What does it mean for you and I locally and globally? Be that in Bendigo, in Blackburn South, in Melbourne where I live, on the other side of the world, amongst the Yao for Sally or uh, for Ben and Petra on the Silk Road, uh, for Mark and Nock in Indochina, uh, for Katrina who will join our team in Southeast Asia. What does it mean for us? to consider afresh God's gracious invitation to mission. Because ultimately, what is Sally doing? Sally is living as a good neighbour. Sally is living in her local community and in their local language, the, the Yao, in local language, in, in ways that make sense in their culture, she's bringing the hope of Jesus, being the hands and feet of Jesus, embracing God's gracious invitation to mission by living as a good neighbour. It's the incarnation being lived out across the world. It's my calling, your calling, where we are in our backyard, in our street, in our neighbourhood. I love the verse in, uh, in John 1.14. God becomes flesh and, and breaks into our world. I love the translation. God becomes flesh and moves into the human neighbourhood. Don't you love that? God's love and grace for us. He breaks into our world in the person of Jesus. Jesus, born into a context, into a culture, into a language and a people group. And Jesus comes to bring us the hope, the grace, the love of the Father. Our challenge, uh, Jesus, uh, the risen Christ with his disciples, just as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Our calling to live as incarnation people, to be people who live like Jesus, who, who, who embrace the words and the works and the ways of Christ, and who seek to live as good neighbours in the communities that God has called us to. That's what Sally's doing. That's what Katrina will be doing. That's what our team of workers are doing around the world. It's the mission of God in the hands of ordinary people. They're humble and they're passionate. You know, I started with Global Interaction uh, three days, three days before the first lockdown here in Melbourne in March last year. I had my new suitcase ready to travel the world. I was looking forward to visiting our teams uh, around the globe. I've done that plenty of times on Zoom. The suitcase is still sitting uh, with a bit of dust on it in the garage. Uh, but it's been my privilege to hear story after story of our workers around the world and be reminded uh, that in many ways they are ordinary people just like you and I. But what have they done? They have heard God's gracious invitation to mission. They've taken that call seriously. They've moved into neighbourhoods around the world where they're seeking to live as good neighbours the hands and feet of Jesus. And of course, that's at your heartbeat. As a, as a church committed to local mission, I know that's built into your DNA in Bendigo. I know that uh, you're seeking to, to be a vibrant faith community that makes a difference in Bendigo, that makes a difference in your region, that encourages uh, everyone who's a part of your church community to be a disciple that, that multiplies, to grab hold of the good news and to ask yourself, how can I live this out in my street, in my neighbourhood, at school, at uni, in my workplace? 
That's God's gracious invitation to every one of us. As we consider that this morning, can I encourage us to think about, well, how do we live that out practically? One of my favourite stories in the New Testament is uh, found in, uh, in Mark, Mark chapter 2, where we read, of course, of, uh, of Jesus uh, beginning to, to draw large crowds. He's been teaching, he's been healing, he's, uh, he's, uh, he, he comes with that sense of, of authority and the crowds are being attracted to him. His disciples are following him. Opposition is already uh, increasing as, as the opponents are seeking to kind of trap him. And there he is. And he's in a house. And we read it surrounded by people. And then we read this beautiful story of four men who want to bring their mates to Jesus. I love this story. I think it's always been a favourite of mine because uh, I remember back to my days uh, growing up in North Lambton in Newcastle. And there was a little Lutheran church up the road. And they put on uh, plays on a regular basis. And one day I got to be in, the, in this play. And my role, uh, I was really looking forward to a talking role, but no, my role was to be the paralysed man. I simply lied on a mat for the whole play and got carried around. In fact, at one stage, I fell off the mat, not according to script. But I love this passage and how it speaks to us as a metaphor for mission today. Here are four men desperate to get their mate to Jesus. Here are four men who realise that um, Jesus is, is the hope for their mate. You know, they haven't done Alpha yet, they haven't ticked the box of faith, but they, they see something different in this man, this, this rabbi, this teacher, this special man, and they want to get their friend to Jesus. But think about the barriers. Uh, first and foremost, there's the physical barrier. Uh, their friend is, is paralysed. He lives with a disability. He can't walk. They've got to carry their mate on a mat to get him to where Jesus is. We don't know for how long they carried him. They have to overcome that physical burden, that physical challenge. And then, of course, they finally get to the house. You can imagine kind of the adrenaline, the expectation. And then we get this picture of the house being surrounded. They could have so easily given up. It's a challenge that you and I face when we think about mission today, sharing the hope of Jesus by word and deed with our family, our friends, with people around us, people on the other side of the world. We could so easily give up. But we see the bold faith of these men. We see their burden. The house is surrounded. They can't get their friend to Jesus. So what do they do? They look up. I love this. They look up and they see the roof. And imagine the conversation that takes place. And they say, imagine if we can get our friend through the roof. And we read it. They make a hole in the roof. They lower their friend down. And... Jesus honours their bold faith. Jesus looks at the man, he looks at his friends, and Jesus, inspired by their bold faith, brings healing and transformation to that man's life, physical and spiritual. It's a wonderful metaphor, I think, for mission today. When we think about what on earth is God doing, God's gracious invitation to you and I to be his hands and feet in our neighbourhood. But one of the biggest challenges today, whether that be locally or globally, how do we break down the barriers that hinder people coming to know Jesus? In Sally's case, in Africa, there are centuries of uh, religious and political and social and gender challenges that need to be broken down. There are centuries of barriers that have been broken up 
but that have been built up, that have been broken down. And she's there as part of our team, humbly and daily and with bold faith, seeking to break down those barriers that people around her might come to know Jesus in a way that makes sense to them, in their language, in their culture, in their community. You know, that's what Pete is doing. Pete is on the other side of the world. Pete lives in uh, the northern suburbs of Melbourne. I met Pete recently. Uh, Pete had done some global interaction training. Uh, he'd been a Christian for a number of years, but he'd always uh, found it very hard to kind of share his faith. He, he lived with a sense of, of kind of fear, a, a disbelief that God could use him there. Uh, there always seemed to be kind of excuses. But there he was in 2020, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of a lockdown. Here we go again, in the midst of a lockdown. And Pete was praying that God might show him how he could embrace that gracious invitation to mission to be Jesus' hands and feet in his local community and to help someone come to know Jesus in a way that makes sense to him. And God was already at work. Let's grab hold of that afresh today, Bendigo Baptist Church. God's mission doesn't depend on me, doesn't depend on Sally, doesn't depend on you or your leadership. God is at work in your community. God is at work across the world, even in the midst of this pandemic. And God was already at work in Pete's life and Pete's neighbourhood. A man moves in next door, a single older Vietnamese man. Pete had never met someone from Vietnam, didn't know the background, but uh, prayed that God might allow him to be a good neighbour. What did Pete do? First and foremost, he just began to, to mow the front strip of his neighbour's house. Uh, Mark was his name. He got to meet Mark, and Mark thanked him for doing that mowing. During COVID, over the back fence, some conversations began. Mark uh, could speak English, not well, but some conversations began over the fence. Uh, Pete, as he was praying, thought he should get to know more about Mark's world. He, uh, he read up about Vietnam. He read up about Buddhist culture, uh, Mark's religious backgrounds. Uh, he, he began to even teach himself how to cook some Vietnamese meals. I love this story. You see, Mark had come to Australia a number of years ago. Mark had been subject to racism and somehow he'd aligned that racism with the church and Christianity and barriers uh, had been built up. Pete's challenge to slowly but surely be used by God to break down those barriers. A friendship was developed. They shared stories, they shared history, they shared their journeys together. Pete got to invite Mark over to his house as uh, the restrictions eased and they began to share food together. You know, Pete cooked Mark his favourite Vietnamese dish and he scored a 9 out of 10 from Mark. Uh, Pete went further and found some, uh, some, uh, some men, young men from uh, a Vietnamese Baptist church down the road and invited them to his house. And you know what? Fast forward to today and once a fortnight on a Sunday afternoon, Pete and Mark sit together with these young Vietnamese men and they're reading the Bible in Mark's native tongue and he's hearing more about Jesus in ways that make sense to him. And how about this? Mark tells Peter that Mark is down with his friends telling stories about Jesus. It's about breaking down the barriers. 
It's about embracing God's gracious invitation to mission, be it in our own backyards or be it across the world. We can only do what we do at Global Interaction because of your partnership with us, because of Baptist churches across our Australian movement who share with us, who stand with us in the midst of a pandemic, who pray with us, who financially and generously give to our workers, who support what we're doing around the world because it's not us doing it, we're doing it together. As a Baptist movement, global interaction, sending workers around the world and you're a part of that journey. Can I thank you today for your partnership? Can I invite you to again pray for Katrina and come alongside her? Can I invite you to Consider other ways that you can support our work. You can find out more at globalinteraction.org.au. But beyond that, can I invite you to consider afresh the challenge both locally and globally? Why are we so committed to doing what we're doing around the world, particularly working amongst least-reached people groups? We're committed to that because the reality is that there are still about 3 billion people about 40% of the world's population who are yet to hear about Jesus in a way that makes sense to them. That's not just a mission issue, it's a justice issue. Because you know only 2% of the church's worldwide resources are put towards reaching that 40% with the hope of Jesus. That's why Global Interaction is committed to being where we are. But together we're called to embrace the model of incarnation. Together we're called locally and globally to be a people committed to embracing God's gracious invitation to mission. That's what Sally's doing, breaking down the barriers one day at a time. That's what Pete's doing in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. That's the privilege that you and I have together, locally and across the world. You know, if we come back to that beautiful story, as Jesus honours the men's faith, what do we see in that story? You know, we see determination. It begins with a burden. These men have a burden to get their mate to Jesus. There's determination. Maybe today, as you can see what God is doing around the world, maybe the Holy Spirit's challenge is you've lost that burden to see others come to know Jesus. Maybe your prayer today is, you know, God, renew my heart. God, open my eyes afresh. God, let me see the opportunity. God, increase my burden. We see in this wonderful story determination. And then we see collaboration. It, it's not just one person. There's four men who bring their mate to Jesus. It's a wonderful story about partnership and teamwork. We can only do what we do across the world with partners like your church and others. But we're called to mission together. We're called to collaborate. We're called to partnership. For you, maybe that's in your life group as an extended family on mission. Maybe it's grabbing hold of a few friends with a, a, a common interest and, and reaching out together. Maybe it's praying, God, show me ways that I can collaborate uh, with people in my world, persons of peace, and, and my school, in my sporting club, in my local community. In this beautiful story, we see determination, we see collaboration, and then we see imagination. The four men look up and they see the roof. There's all the barriers. 
They couldn't get their friend to Jesus. But with bold faith, the Holy Spirit allows them to be imaginative and innovative and creative. And they make a hole in the roof and they get their mate to Jesus. You know, global interaction for 140 years, we've been trying to break through ceilings. We've been trying to smash down roofs humbly, but boldly and faithfully that we might see people around the globe come to Jesus who otherwise might never see or experience the good news. That's our gracious invitation. That's yours as well. And we're called to it together. What on earth is God doing around the world? God is at work. Here's a challenge for us to consider as we wrap up today. You know, around the world where the church historically has been at its strongest we now see decline. We see decline in the Western church. And yet around the world, in places, particularly in the developing worlds, and in places where once other religions reigned kind of supreme, what do we see? We see the emergence and the rise of the church and more and more people coming to Jesus that we've seen throughout history. God is at work. The challenge for you and I, to be part of the solution locally to hear God's call afresh to join him in mission, to turn the narrative of a strained Christianity, to see the church on the rise again. And that begins one life at a time as we're committed to local mission and as we partner together to see what God can do and is doing around the world. Bendigo Baptist Church, thank you for your partnership. Thank you for your support. I really do hope I can be with you soon, in the flesh, meeting with you and your leadership. We value your support. We're praying for you today. We're praying for your church community and for your local mission. And I'm so excited when I hear about your DNA and your desire to play such a, a vital difference in your local community, reaching people with the good news. We pray for you. Will you pray for us? Let's partner together. Let's break down barriers. Let's live as good neighbours. Let's hear God's gracious invitation afresh. And even in the midst of a pandemic, let's celebrate God at work in our world, God at work in our communities, and God's gracious invitation to me and to you. The mission of God in the hands of ordinary people. Let's seize this moment. Let's seize the opportunities. God bless you. Great to share with you today.